Hello, welcome to the Design for a Living podcast with Chelsea Coriel. On this week's episode, we talk about teaching our clients the importance of investing in a designer, quality furniture, remodels, and upgrades. That's right, investing. Investing in what you say? <laughs> I've been talking a lot um, lately, especially to the designers here, about investing in quality furniture, about uh, you know investing in your home and remodels. And sometimes we forget that we need to teach design clients that too, because they don't, they don't think of it that way. You know, you think you buy your house, you invest in your house. And since we're all stuck at home <laughs> with COVID, which is crazy time in itself, but I think in our area, most people work from home or a big percentage, um, especially of our customers, our target demographic, your ideal client mm-hmm. that you're always on the hunt for, um, works from home. And so not only have they been stuck inside and they aren't spending money on eating out, are going to bars. So they have a much larger um, pool of you know, discretionary income now that they can spend. So people have been coming into the store with purpose. Like they come in, they know they want a designer. And this is the first time I've heard people actually ask for quality. And so that kind of got me thinking about, you know, it's something that you usually have to educate people about, the importance of quality. And we had a, um, a client the other night come in. It was a, a couple and we had a great time talking and um, he was talking about a bonus room over his garage and that they wanted to make it a space for their kids. And their kids were preteen, I guess. <laughs> like, what is that? 11 and 12? It was like up to 13 to 14. Something like that. And so he was thinking he wanted it family space and he wants it to, to last. But then he was also thinking, well, maybe he should just get really cheap furniture for up there. And so I took the time and explained, which I've told this story a million times, that I have two sofas in my house. One was a really good quality, well-made, expensive sofa that I have had since 92 is when I bought it. I know. And I've owned it That's long enough. That's older than me. Shut up. And I've owned it long enough that the color is now in style again. <laughs> because it was such an expensive, good piece of furniture that it still looks beautiful. (laughs) I'm not going to settle that when I come up. I'm just kidding. No, it's a beautiful leather sofa. It's a pull-up leather, which is really nice, thick, kind of a saddle leather, but it is a dark green, slightly olive green. And my thought process at the time as a young designer, picking it out, is anything with a flower will go with with it right <laughs> anything with a leaf oh my god who would have thought that floral prints would ever go out of style i mean i mean they're back in now i i had to wait this many years that's what i mean my sofa is in style again it's vintage but now. that is a quality piece on the flip side i got another piece of furniture that i actually um i was helping a store in huntington beach and i was coaching them and it was just not doing well there were bigger problems that I couldn't fix and so at the last time I worked for her she could only pay me in furniture and so she paid me and it it was a Lexington sofa which is a good brand you know I always thought it was better made than it was and it lasted one move we moved that at once and and the frame cracked oh my gosh but my green expression sofa lasted 13 moves so I explained that to them and and that green sofas lasted through two boys two basset hounds it and it still looks great. So sometimes it's less expensive. You save money if you buy a good quality piece with a really durable fabric 
don't go overboard. This is not when you buy a luxurious piece. This is when you buy a well-made piece. But just sitting with him and, and explaining that, that he, you know, scheduled an appointment. Uh, Katrina's going to go out and do a house call. And um, they're really excited, right? So sometimes you just need to take the extra time and understand people don't shop for furniture every day. You go out shopping for like shoes or tennis shoes. You know which brands are going to last longer and be more comfortable and not mess up your back. And people just don't know that about furniture. So it is important to kind of take that time. And, you know, sometimes that means going and sitting on pieces with them. Sometimes it means, you know, showing them a picture of what the inside of a piece looks like. Um, another really good example that I use often when my husband was buying a new truck, a Tundra he had planned for years. He knew the truck was coming out. He had it all picked out. He went and bought it. He had told me the price. And when he came home, it was a lot more expensive than he had told me before. And he said, well, I got the towing package. I was so mad. We don't have anything to tow. <laughs> we don't have a boat or a camper. Why in the world would you spend the extra money? And he took the time and explained. It was a different transmission. It was different sized tires. It was all of these other things that did have value. And so once I understood that, then I understood why it was important to spend more money. So kind of just taking that time with people. And sometimes I use analogies like that. In handbags, you know, traditionally, a Louis Vuitton, you're paying a lot for that leather for that look for that label mm -hmm. you buy a coach because it's a classic simple black leather that's going to last forever she's rolling her eyes um but you know what i mean yeah, it's yeah. like when you're looking for quality something you use and abuse but and the comparison is quite dramatic no, no it's not yeah well and one is purely for looks yeah one is truly quality it's going to last and it, and it has a function and you know it depends on the client's needs right that's why i always say Notice everything when you're in the first house call. Take pictures because you never know. Something might be really important, a little clue that helps you in the end to design the perfect space for them. Like if they're willing to spend on like a touch of designer, if I can notice, or even yes. like an expensive candle, I'm like, okay, I kind of know the vibe that they're going in. Yes. And that they're not afraid to spend more for a piece, maybe because it has a, you know, more luxurious velvet or something. But yeah, you're exactly right. So, so. It, especially in this time, and I think it really, um, I think it has to do with us reprioritizing. Everyone's kind of stuck in their house, looking at what they have, looking at mistakes they've made in the past, maybe. Their kids have now worn something out because the kids are home from school, right? Um, so they might come in looking to buy the same old, same old, but if you could just get them to that conversation where you're teaching them about quality furniture and you don't want to you know, pounds it into their head or be pushy, but it's just the little, you know, just wanted to let you know, cause not everyone knows about furniture kind of thing and, and talking. Um, right now people appreciate that because again, they're revaluing things. So I think they're, they're spending money on their house, but they know it has to last because they're stuck in their house for who knows how long. Yeah. And, um, I'm working with a client right now who they've already purchased three different sofas. And so we not just, from us. Yeah, not from us. <laughs> just one was from Costco, um, which is yeah. kind of, you know, that's in and of yeah. itself. And then two other places. And they just said how much they hated it, how they tried this, how they tried that. So with them finally making like the purchase yesterday, they sat in it. They liked the design. They got to pick out the 
the fabric and have it be performance so like okay like we're willing to pay that price because we've literally gone through three sofas and we hated exactly. them exactly and so there's also people like that that finally understand the value and sometimes they have to you know learn the hard way so when they see that number you know might have been a little bit steep for them in the beginning I mean, they're already three couches in, so I can't imagine they're probably evened out, if not more. Oh, sure. And, and also right now, um, it's a time where people are conscious of the environment and landfills. I can't, it just makes me sick to think of the IKEA furniture that's going to end up in landfills. So instructing again, like that's why we also sell some vintage pieces. You know, that's the ultimate in recycling. Um but but educating people and, and being aware of it. So when you mention that to a client about this quality piece is going to last longer, it's, you know, you're keeping things out of the landfill. It's also a different angle to take. Mm-hmm. But that's one of those things you read yeah. the client when you're in there. If they have, you know, everything eco-friendly, yeah. no plastics, they're paper-free. Yeah. Mentioned buying quality. And it's, it's um, again, it's, so, it's, so it is, it's, an, it's educating our clients on how to invest. So that's just the furniture side of it. The other thing we're seeing right now, I think, is people who, again, are stuck in their house. They're looking at these projects. They have this new money saved up and they're going to be home so they can watch. They can be there when a contractor's there. They, can, they, they finally have money saved up to do a remodel. Um, they're giving loans out again to people. So we're getting a lot of people coming in to remodel now, mm-hmm. right, and add additions. And again, if someone's trying to decide how much money to put into a kitchen or a bath, you've probably heard this, most realtors will tell you, but, um, you know, anytime you can add to a kitchen or a, or a master bath specifically, um, it's going to add this, it could add 20%, you know, to the value of the house. It's, it's crazy how much it improves the house overall. So taking that time now to invest and making it look beautiful, using a designer, mm-hmm. Right. So it actually looks put together and looks more expensive than it doesn't have to be expensive. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, they're going to they're going to invest like 35 to 40 at the baseline for a kitchen. Mm -hmm. And when you explain to clients that as a designer, you catch the little mistakes that you're more um, aware of them and used to them. For example, I just had a client who ordered a vanity for a bathroom and she didn't realize that it's too big because of the different edges and the detailing in the front that they had to return it and somehow get their money back and get something more simpler. We would have noticed that. We see that detail. We see the measurements, but they don't. Or the different types Mm -hmm. of floors that we had clients mess up on, certain things that they think, or, you know, especially the hardware. Like, that's a big one that you're like, oh, okay, yeah, it looks great. And then you come in and, you know, hardware pros aren't that, you know, cheap anymore if you want to, like, have beautiful ones. And so that little mistake, that homeowner's thing that they have, no. You know, designers definitely have that, yeah, experience it, in that it does yeah you'll catch mistakes um before they happen but it, that's in everything again that's why again i always teach product knowledge you must know your products right because you have to you have to educate people they're in, they're trusting you to a big investment right <laughs> investments are mm-hmm. important nadia's shaking her head yeah it, it's important so talking to them about things you can save them money on like that um and sitting down and having those conversations. We talk a lot about that. In fact, you sent me um, a funny little picture today about oh, yeah. clients oh, who God. want one thing and asking you to do it cheaper. Can you do it cheaper? 
and I get it. <laughs> Explaining that that picture that that was pretty priceless for. I'm sure everyone that's trying to be a designer or is a designer will encounter this. So it was yes. it was so funny. So they start with one thing, and um, which is true. Of course, everyone has sort of an idea in their head, but it's also your job to help control that, um, like make their expectations realistic. That was the best thing I'd heard a designer say. You know, it's my job to help make sure that your budget is realistic because they might just not know. Mm -hmm. But I always talk about, um, you know, when we're working with clients, so how can we get the price down, right? Is it, um, maybe it's a different grade fabric, right? That'll lower the price by, you know, it could be a thousand dollars. Um, you can always find simpler, like, like backsplash tiles. You can find simple, clean, classic subways, which, I'm hoping they go out of style soon um, just because I've seen it for so long and it's as a designer, I want the new thing. Um, but, but changing the color of the grout, you know, do white subways with gray grout or something that's, you know, more striking. Mm -hmm. So you get a little more impact, but you're not spending, you know, you're spending less. So, you know, especially again, right now when, when, when people value things and they're very careful with how they spend their money, um, having those kinds of tips and tricks in your back pocket really help. If you can save them on the backsplash tile and maybe the countertop, you know, I don't know if you know this, <laughs> you should. Different um, patterns. Let's say you're picking out Silestone as your countertop, which is a, a quartz. Mm -hmm. The different patterns are different price points. The simpler the pattern, the less expensive, right? Well, not, it's just, you get swirls, you get movement, but that just takes more labor. So, um, but you can find some pretty cool sort of textural looks, right? And get the same look. Again, maybe change the grout, but it's little things like that, that they have more money to spend on a good quality sofa, which mm -hmm. is where you really care that they put the money, right? Or in just in a, especially in a kitchen, I love lighting and hardware. Mm -hmm. So I would rather just do a simple backsplash, simple um, counters, but then really go all out in the hardware, which is like the jewelry and the lighting. Mm -hmm. And I think in the last couple of months, I've really grown to loving um the the hardware and all the lighting and it, it really makes a big impact and that's something that like people jewelry, yeah right? it's like some things that people um not take for granted but underestimate so i always again explain it when yeah you're trying to convince someone to add hardware to a kitchen that doesn't have it um it is it's like the little black dress with nothing else you've got to have great earrings you have to ha you know you you have to think not a little harder lipstick you know that, something wow. yeah something that adds to it uh, and that's the difference between having a designer and not, right? Mm -hmm. So having that conversation up front, but also throughout it. So all along, you're kind of building trust, right? You've educated them at the beginning, which tells them you're a professional. I should be listening to this person. They know more than me. Listen to how <laughs> educated they are in the, the construction of furniture. I'm so proud. Mm -hmm. um, but you're building trust. And then as you're working with the project, that's where, remember, we talked about connection where you get more design freedom. So if someone is budget conscious, you're educating, okay, let's, let's save money here and let's put, not saying splurge because a, a good quality piece of furniture is not a splurge. It's the investment, right? But let's show them how you're taking their budget into consideration mm -hmm. when you're doing their design. And again, they'll respect you so much more for yeah, that. And yeah. then they'll say, okay, let's do the bedroom. Let's do this. Let's do that. Mm -hmm. That's how you build these clients 
that you do house after house for them and then they spread the word. Mm -hmm. It's that simple. Or sometimes if there's there's a certain um, centerpiece or the like the focal point, then yes, it's worth it's worth to have that splurge because that's the first thing you see. But if it's something that they're just so stuck on and it's in the corner, or it's just something that you know honestly isn't that great. That's where you come in and tell them, and that's where that connection, like you said, comes through because they trust you so much more that hey, she's looking out for me and she's not a pushover, just giving me what I want. And at the end, it's bad design, but it's just you know just to get that. But if they love it. Oh, what if it's grandma's? Oh my gosh. Do you remember that client in the very beginning that I had? I just, the tile, remember the, the bathroom with the like mosaic. Yes. yes. And it was just outdated. <laughs> well, outdated and just so not me. And, sort of, and I so wanted to like modernize it and make it a little bit better. Mm, and the whole bathroom was such a hot mess. And I said, no, yeah. pick this bling. Yeah. She'll love it. And oh my God, boy, did she love it. And, <laughs> and actually I'm not being bad because I found one that had that shape but it actually had a little bit gray in it that tied everything in. And I was kind of proud of myself because I was like, it kind of almost looked that bad, but now it looks pretty pretty good. But yeah, it was you saying, you know what? No, give the client what she wants, yep. even if it looks bad, even if you don't like it. But we we made it work even better than expected. So, Well, and she she did have a, bu- I mean, she was budget conscious to a point and that was pretty expensive tile. So we did it in the shower and just the inset with a soap, mm-hmm. right? And then a detail of it. It wasn't you know, massive quantity, but then she got that bling mm-hmm. that she liked. It's her house, right? This is, again, you're helping people design their house that they want to be happy in for years mm-hmm. and years and years. So that's the part of the investing, right? It can't be something that's so trendy yeah. that it goes in and out of style or was never really their style to begin with. And that, yeah, and they've wasted their money. That's another thing I always tell clients is the trendiness. If you have the money to spend and you love it, sure, that's cute. Let's do it. But if you know that you're on a, on a budget and that you aren't even really into that kind of a thing, but you want to have it be timeless, then absolutely not to invest into things that are trendy. No, you can get fluffy pillows that are inexpensive yeah. and, um, you know, use your accessories that way. But it is, it's, it's really comes full circle again, back to investing. Um, the other thing is really just having to convince people that they should use a designer. And we kind of touched on that all throughout this, but Different places I've lived, it's been easier. Uh, in the South, in Florida and Texas, it was much easier. Um, I, I People just had designers. It was part of their culture. Um, and in, in Corpus Christi, there was a lady I had worked on her house, and then I worked on her daughters, and they have designers that are in their family. Right? Is it because it's like more like the housewives and the Gary family aren't you, that they're more in the home? Rather than here, everyone's techie. No, it's more stainless. It's more a, a status symbol. Oh, I see. No, yeah, you want to be able to brag <laughs> that your designer picked it out. Maybe they don't have to take blame for anything either that way if someone else picked it out. But no, it was just sort of commonplace. So convincing someone they needed a designer was easy. They didn't always want to spend money. They just wanted to have a designer. In California, designers um, were respected. Right. But also um, sort of art furniture and good quality and um, timeless. So people think mid-century modern is really contemporary, but it's not. You know, it's more of a classic um, artistic piece. Right. And you invest in them, in those pieces because of who designed them and what a groundbreaking achievement it was at the time. Mm -hmm. So California was more of that. So they liked having designers. But in Washington, people are very... um, budget conscious, really because it's the value thing, you know, they have more things to do outside. They want to go hiking. They'd rather spend their money at REI than here. So um, with here, 
it's sitting down at the beginning and don't be insulted if they're worried about hiring a designer, if you have to convince them to hire a designer. But that's why I want you guys to think about these things ahead of time. Start doing your ho- your homework and finding out in your area, what are the numbers for how it increases the value of, of a house? Um, you know, how can you save the money? How can you package your design services so that they understand you're being aware of budget, that that's all part of your process mm-hmm. and that, you know, how you do your business is always going to put their needs and wants first. Mm-hmm. Have that conversation up front and then the project runs so much smoother. They're going to respect you. It's a, it's a great value. And that's when they start spreading your name. Mm-hmm. And just to touch base a little bit, I know that we talked, or you, you had mentioned um, like being in Seattle, how people are starting to go more into uh, remodels just because even our market is so crazy now. Mm-hmm. Um, like the good areas are now almost impossible to buy a home in. So mm-hmm. everyone's kind of stuck with what they have that they want to remodel. Mm-hmm. And so um, even just kind of knowing that target market, like, okay, these cities around us are starting to boom. And I'm sure they're clueless in terms of, well, what do I start remodeling in? Like, what what do I do? Like to reach out to them and let you know, like, hey, everything's booming here. I, I can, obviously you don't tell them like your house needs to be updated, but I just want to like, no, I specialize in this and this is the the great perks of having a designer and this is what comes with it and what you can gain. But that's also a great um, marketing strategy for uh, yeah, people Yeah, talk right to now. realtors. Mm-hmm. Go talk to realtors, talk to brokers, talk to people that are in front of new homeowners and have your cards and say, listen, this house is a fixer upper, but I have a designer that can come through and give you some ideas this is a good investment. It's not going to take as much to re- to redo it as you think. Um, we just, I just convinced a homeowner that uh, we were staging their house. And if they did a new kitchen counter and a white tile backsplash, it was, I think the total was $6,000, but they could ask another 50,000 for the house because the kitchen now looked mm-hmm. done mm-hmm. and looked updated and didn't have the eighties hand painted tile that was mauve and teal. But, um, it looks great now and it looks sellable and they're going to, they're going to get, you know, hundred thousand over asking I'm predicting. So investment, it's important. Now is the time for everyone to rethink how they spend money really. And, and we've got this time. Most people are stuck at home. So think about investing in yourself. I mean, most designers also don't invest in their business and now is the time. Um, like Nadia, you were complaining about uh, your measuring skills with your tape measure. Super embarrassing. <laughs> I'll always say, did you measure that wall? Oh, no. And she'll say, I measured every single room, this time, every single wall. Really? What about this one? Oh, no, I didn't get that. The worst part is, but did you get the inside of the window? I'm like, no, I did yeah. not. How do, you, how do you do blinds if you don't have the inside measure? I thought you were just doing the outside for the drapes. So... A little digital measurer, they're actually really affordable. We found some for as little as like $26 like at, at Home Depot. And they're great. I was working with an architect the other day out on a job site. And it was just cool to see him just zip, zip, zip. And there he had the measurements. And the contractor actually that was with us is an old school, old guy. And he, you could tell, didn't trust that newfangled machine. And so he got his tape measure out and he measured. And he said, wow, that was exactly right. And Oh, Nadia needs one of those. I know. <laughs> First in line. Mm-hmm. But it is. It's about, you know, rethinking priorities. And um, now is the time. What's important? Where where do you put your money? And, you know, as a designer, maybe it's rethinking your marketing. Um, you're going to have to change your practices because of really just of COVID. You're going to have to, you know, worry about masks. And, and so changing your marketing message about how 
you know, one-on-one visit at the home, you take every consideration and, and precaution, you wear masks and sanitizer, and you're very aware of that and you're respectful for people. Um, but putting that in your marketing, taking the time maybe to get new flyers or postcards or mailers you can send out to tell people, don't worry about working with a designer. Right now is the best time to do it. It's just a one-on-one and we're very safe and clean and um, you don't have to go out to a furniture store. Although, you know, we love when people go out to a furniture store since I own a furniture store. But um, but, but that's another way to think of investing in your business. Um, I, I always kind of bring it up, but I don't really delve into it. But I do teach design online, which is also another investment. Nadia's taking the course. Um, everyone that works for me has to take my course. I make them. Mm-hmm. I'm a horrible boss. But but it's great. It's it's all of those little tips, just like we talk about in the podcast. It's it's stuff that I've learned through my old age, all of my years of designing. And it's stuff that I wish I had known. Like if I had known those things back when I first started, ah, oh, my life would be so much easier. I would have made so much more money. <laughs> Fewer nights crying myself to sleep because a client won't pay or someone stole my ideas or, you know. So the course is another, it's just another investment. It's it's another way to sharpen your skills, um, you know, fine-tune your contract, fine-tune your marketing messaging. It's, it's, it's all of that combined, you know. Design for a living has been a big part of my life for 10 years now. Yeah. Uh, so I keep improving it. I keep adding things to it. Um, there's going to be a, a whole other section, uh, you know, on this kind of stuff because of COVID. I mean, it's changing our world and this isn't going away anytime soon. So, you know, now is the time maybe to invest in sharpening your skills. Yeah. I think that's also good for, um, I know you always mention it's really important in business to adapt mm-hmm. and especially with everything Pivot. just switching so much to the internet. I mean, we've always known that with social media, it's a great marketing tool and everyone's on it. But I would always think that, oh, maybe my target market isn't really on Instagram. But now with everything switching to the internet, even if, yeah, even if they like a certain like store or a look, they will probably go on Instagram to look for it. And Uh so just sharpening your tools and the way you market and your ideas through the internet um, is a huge plus in our design world now because it's getting really, really important. Yep. Taking ads out on Pinterest. Yeah. You know, and Instagram ads, things that you hadn't thought of before. Um, now is the time to invest, you know, just be smart about it. Look at the areas of your business that you need to work on. You know, is it your measuring skills? Is it your organization? Is it, um, you know, your closure percentages of, mm-hmm. of how many presentations you close, uh, you know, so that you would be sharpening up on your skills, things like that. Now is the time to kind of think about it and invest the money wisely. You know, we need to be smart about it. We tell our clients that well we need to do the same thing so yeah i think my favorite thing also in your course in particularly is did i say that right in particular is um the section that you talk where you talk about um the sales part because being a designer really actually is a lot about sales and being in that kind of realm a little bit and that's something i personally need to work on because i didn't know it was majority of sales yeah and I'm just like, oh, that's so not me. But at the same time, if I really like something, I can so easily talk someone into it and guilt trip yeah. them. Just like all my friends and I make them buy all the clothes I see for yeah. them. But um, that's something I've seen in the course and just working with you personally, how much your tactics really truly work and how much improvement we all need to essentially just close that deal. And what it comes down to is selling it. And just personally for me, whether it's pro- product knowledge or just sales, 
to know everything about that specific product or my client or the room for me to really sell this idea. Because at the end of the day, it is money, it is sales. And you can have the greatest design, but they're not gonna like it. Why, what are you doing wrong? And you can't just phone a friend and be like, hey, what am I doing wrong? Can you help me? Yeah. It doesn't work like that. I mean, luckily for me, I have Chelsea. So it kind of <laughs> works like that for me. But in the course, everything that I was going through, I was like, wow, like she really says this in real life. And I see it with my eyes with the five designers. So that's something that I really recommend to you guys. If that's something that you're struggling with, or that's even the best investment in getting this course, just that super practical aspect that we all need as designers and that we all use daily. Yes. So that's my, my plug go to designforliving.com and just check it out. I have tons of free videos, uh, tons of information that just, you know, make sure that you're on track, that you're making the most money, the most successful business that you can. Uh, but yeah, now is the time. We're all kind of rethinking things, you know, mm -hmm. times are changing, but it's for the better. I mean, we really are seeing our, our client list just skyrocket. It's crazy. I need three more designers, quick. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're listening, no, I'm teasing. Um, but you know, throw out a resume. Uh, it's just, it, we have so much business. It's, it is, people are home, they're stuck. They're looking at the same old ugly furniture and mm -hmm. um, they, they want to change and they just don't want to make a mistake. Or even just a big thing with COVID is that a lot of things are from overseas. Mm -hmm. And so when people come to our, to the store and say this big box furniture that we all love, you know, they can't ship anything until August or September. What do you do? Mm -hmm. Luckily, most of our vendors are US made. And that's the, um, and that's what you kind of get with working with a showroom or other vendors that is more exclusive. It's US made, it's gonna get here quick, the quality and more and more people are understanding that that's what they want rather than something overseas. And then you wait for three or four months. So yeah. even that tactic is such a good sales pitch right now in this time. Yep. Like. You need a new sofa guess what i can get it to in eight weeks through this us you know Comes made company yeah <laughs> vendor where you support the economy and that's also a really smart move that COVID kind of pushed on us so yep that's yep. our angle lately rethinking reevaluating, pivot being able to pivot is fantastic for your business success thanks for tuning in y'all <laughs> we'll see you next week happy designing thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of design for a living with chelsea coriel our episodes will be dropping on Sunday, so stay tuned. We are on Google Podcasts and Spotify, and soon you will find us on YouTube where we will upload podcast videos. So stay tuned for that and follow along. Thanks so much for being with us. Find us online at designforaliving.com. Visit us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and House at Design for a Living. If you'd like to submit a question or request a topic, email us at chelsea at designforaliving.com. That's C-H-E-L-S-E-A at designforaliving.com.